0: Dear sighted people,
1: here are 15 things that we really want you to know. Do, 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 do. That's our intro music.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair.
0: The podcast where two 20 somethings with the same rare disease are out here living our best lives. I am your host, Casey.
1: And I'm your host, Cassandra.
0: So hello, everyone. We hope you're all doing super well. On the day this podcast is released, it is Election Day in the United States of America, which is where we live. And we are actually recording this an entire week before that. So we do not know anything about the outcome or anything like that. But we just wanted to acknowledge it. We didn't want to let this episode pass by without acknowledging that it is a big, important day in our country.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, if you haven't voted already and you're listening to this on the day that it was released, please go and vote. Uh, It's super, super important. But yeah, I voted. I voted absentee. So I requested my ballot by mail and then I filled it out and I took it back to the Board of Elections. I actually went on a website called vote411.org and you put in your information, like your your city and your, and, you know, it's easier if you just put in your address and then they tell you all the people that are on your ballot, which was super helpful. So you could compare which candidate you want. Yes. To I with. always
0: need to educate myself more on the local People, You know, obviously we know like the the presidential election, but it's also important to vote locally too.
1: Yeah, local politics are super important and sometimes they're only won by handfuls of votes and they're the people who decide also extremely important things. So you should definitely read up on your local people. Yes.
0: Well, we also talk about fall all of the time, but now Halloween is coming up, everybody. We're excited. Uh,
1: See, now you can't be like, uh, they're talking about fall for like the fourth episode. Well, actually, we're talking about Halloween, which is a holiday. So it's technically it's it's different. different. Also,
0: it's already happened for you listeners. So we hope you had a very safe and fun Halloween. But it hasn't happened for us. So, Cass, what are your plans?
1: Yeah. So I think with this pandemic... One thing that my mom and I for sure have done is we have celebrated the heck out of every holiday we possibly could. We even did Christmas in July, which we've never, ever done, yes. but we've been so bored that we wanted to keep it interesting. So for Halloween, we're already planning a little party. We're going to have, like, instead of pigs in a blanket, we're going to have mummies in a blanket. Aww, <laughs> and... That's cute. But I'm going to dress up this year, even though we're not going anywhere and it's just going to be me and my parents. So... This year, I'm going to dress like the girl on the canister of Morton Salt, and I... I'll like put we'll put pictures of, of our dress up in the show notes for sure. But um my my thought with it was like, well, 2020's got me salty, so gotta dress up oh, yeah. with the salt girl. Love that. I
0: love that. I am dressing up as Toph from the TV show Avatar The Last Airbender. And if you don't know, she is blind, which is one of the reasons why I also just love that show. And I'm just doing a very small gathering with three friends and we're staying outside. We're gonna do like a bonfire and eat and you know keeping it safe but having a little fun so we we're very excited for that and yes we'll put pictures in the show notes and possibly on our Instagram too so look out for that um also one more quick announcement we are over halfway in our ratings on Apple Podcasts. we are over halfway (laughs) to a hundred ratings and what does that mean Cass when we get to a hundred ratings
1: well we promised in our very very first episode if you could want to go back and give it a listen that Casey has this voice which she talks to her beautiful Bichon Frise Rupert in and it's I I think it's incredible but she said that if we get a hundred reviews she will speak in
0: her dog voice and you know like all jokes aside though ratings really mean a lot to us because podcasts are really hard to get you know it's all word of mouth it's really hard to get the word out there and ratings really help Mm -hmm. us out if you are listening and you like this pod please take a moment it's really quick and easy just give us a rating we would really appreciate that
1: Yeah. And also, you know, throw us a review. That's super cool. In addition to being halfway through to Casey's dog voice, um, we also wanted to note that we have already had over 200 people follow us on Instagram at rare.with.flare. It is so, so awesome. We love our Insta followers. We've gotten a lot of like DMs. I think that's where we get our, the most, messages from is through our insta dms we're having fun over there yes follow us on insta (laughs) okay so this week we are you heard it in the title you heard it in the intro we're talking to you sighted people and really we know that we could make a list of like 15 things that are negative that sighted people do and we could talk about that for like many hours, but we really wanted to spin it in a positive way and talk about things that we really love that sighted people do.
0: We want to give you some credit where credit is due. So yes, we have a list and let's just get into it, I guess. Um, The first thing that we love that sighted people do is we love it when we are watching a movie with you and, well, we love two things. A, when you read us subtitles, and we love B, if we're going to a movie with you, if you take into consideration where to sit and you don't just go sit in the very, very back, you ask your blind or visually impaired friend, hey, what's the best seat for you to sit at? That's really, really nice.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't always mean just, like, sitting in the very front and having to, like, crane your neck back to see anything. No. A lot of, like we mentioned in our last episode, a lot of blind people will also probably use audio description. But sometimes it's not available. Like, think when you're at a friend's house and you all are watching a movie, and maybe there's no audio description track available. Uh, When text comes up on the screen, like when someone is texting or something, and... You can't see that. It's so, so nice when people just, without even having to you having to ask, they'll just read to you what's going on. It's so nice. It, like, makes us feel so seen.
0: It's literally, like, the moment of, like, birds singing, like, my heart melting into a puddle <laughs> when people do this for me. It's so nice when you don't even have to ask. They just automatically start reading out loud what's on the screen
1: because they know you're there it's and it makes so you feel sweet.
0: seen. It's so nice.
1: Okay. So, number two is we just really really love it when we are at a restaurant again a lot of these a lot of these things would be easier described in a pre-covid world but um we love it when people read menus on the wall when you're going to a cafe or like a fast casual sort of restaurant it is so nice when we don't really have to even think about it and people will just be like okay hey this is what they have And again, we're not, most of these things, we're also not asking to just be weighted on hand and foot. I think at least for Mm. me, I'll probably try and look at it using my phone or a monocular or whatever tool I have at the Mm -hmm. moment. But it's just really thoughtful when people do that on their own.
0: Yeah, and on the opposite side of the spectrum, though, it's also, like, super heartbreaking when people act really annoyed or put out when you ask (laughs) them to read the menu on the wall, or they say something just like, yeah, this place has sandwiches, or this place has salads, and they don't, like, you know, take the time to actually read you what's on the wall, because it just, it makes me feel like I'm a burden, and it it just makes me feel bad, and also it makes me feel sad that I don't get to have the same experience and pick my meal like everybody else does.
1: Right, and... It just, yeah, it makes me feel like garbage because at that point I usually have to ask like many, many follow up questions like, well, what kind yes. of sandwiches do they have? And, <laughs> okay. And then they're like, well, like they have like hot and cold. And it's like, "Wow, <laughs>
0: thank you. <laughs> yeah, and we've both had this experience. Like it's a it's a very common experience that people get annoyed with us when we ask this, but like, we just want
1: to know what's to eat. <laughs> I know. We just want to have a good meal with you
0: and another thing that goes along with this, too, is um buffet lines. So a lot of times, at a buffet line there will be little signs of what the food is or even if it's just food without signs a lot of times it's hard for us to see what the food is that it might be easier for a sighted person to see and I was at a wedding once um, and this girl was there that I barely knew We, we weren't close friends she was just kind of in my friend circle and she was going behind me in the buffet and she was just telling me everything they had without me even having to ask and it was things like that stay with me like that memory stays with me of her going behind me saying this is mashed potatoes this is whatever because I didn't even ask her to do that and she didn't even know me very well and it really it stays with me
1: that's so sweet also if there is background like a humming noise um I am in a basement and it's a furnace turning on so sorry for the distraction (laughs) but yeah I think along with that I think along with that um is like giving descriptive directions I think that that is so helpful it's just so frustrating when people say oh something is over there like okay yeah exactly. if you don't you don't lose much time saying oh it's right behind you oh it's to your left something more descriptive and Casey and I have been thinking like I feel like a lot of these frustrating things end up happening for like people that work in customer service roles which we really appreciate the work they do but a lot of the times that's who's gonna be like oh like sign here or you know pay at the thing and and it's not actually super helpful and it's very frustrating
0: yeah, like two really stressful situations for me are, are, first of all, like when there are a lot of different cash registers open and, and a cash register opens up and they just gesture for you to come up. And oh, the you don't gesturing. Know. The gesturing. Or, or at TSA, when you're walking through the metal detector, every single time they just gesture when it's time. And I get anxious every time because when you don't go, when they gesture, they think you're either being rude or you're not paying attention or something like that. And it's super stressful
1: yeah and they get really upset at you when it's not your fault that you can't see that they're moving their hand and what we were also saying is really people in these roles should be doing both they should be gesturing and saying hey you can come through now or i can take you over here because for both blind and for deaf people we need we need both of those things yeah yeah exactly
0: And another thing we love is when people describe things to us. So, like, if we're in a big crowd and you're, like, at a wedding and you're, like, someone says to us, oh, someone is, you know... Break dancing on the dance floor or you're just like describing us the things that are going on recently I was at a Super Bowl party and during the halftime show everyone was watching and I was standing in the back of the room with this tiny tv on the other side of the room and I had this friend once again who I didn't even know that well and she just started describing things to me that was going on in the halftime show and that was so so nice of her
1: yeah it makes me also think of my brother who um he will kind of naturally describe some things around him him one time i remember when i was still in high school we went to an amusement park and after a bit we sat around you know sitting and watching people and he would like describe what the people were doing he's like oh it looks like that couple is arguing and then he started (laughs) pretending to fill in like what they were saying but (laughs) but it was really really nice because i felt like i was involved at the moment okay number four is if we don't know you well, like, you're not our family, you're not, like, super, super close friends, saying your name when you talk to us and saying, hey, Cassandra, it's so-and-so, like, wow, thank you so much, because I don't have to pretend like I know you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not only saying what your name is, but also saying our name, too, like, yeah, like you said, like, hey, Cassandra, it's so-and-so, like, we... Because we don't know if you're talking to us, too. Like, like if you're trying to say hi to us, we don't know what direction you're looking in. And I remember, like, teachers in school would call on me when I was raising my hand, but they wouldn't say Casey. And I would just – they would just expect me to know that they were calling on me, you know? It is so nice when I'm, like, in Target and we run into, like, a friend of my mom's who I who I know, but I would never know what they really look like because I don't see them enough. And they'll say, like, hey, Casey, it's Miss Susan. And I'm like, that is the most helpful thing in the world to just let me know who you are. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think on the opposite side of that, don't play guessing games. That's not cute. It's not fun when you're like, you remember me, don't you? No, I don't. Sighted
0: <laughs> people don't like that. No, nobody likes that. Who does that? Except people do do that. And it's the worst.
1: I know. And I mean, in general, it's just putting people on the spot. It's not nice. So just don't.
0: (laughs) It is not nice. Um, the next one, which I think is number five, I don't have a numbered list. You you numbered your list. Yes. I did not do that. So I am like <laughs> off. I think the next one's number five. Yep. Okay. Next one. Number five is steps. When you, and okay, this, there's a time and a place for this. It doesn't necessarily have to be all the time, especially if your blind friend has a cane or a guide dog, they might not need this every time. But if you are in an unfamiliar area with bright lights or it's really dark or something like that. It's so nice to let your blind friend know when a step is coming, especially if it's a step that's even hard for a sighted person to see because there have been a lot of times where my friend has warned me that there's a step and if they wouldn't have, I would have face planted. So it's really nice to just let your friend know, you know, hey, there's a step right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that obviously there's a line. Um, Don't go crazy with it not every single step you have to be like step step Casey step like yeah yeah,
0: exactly if you know the person well enough you might kind of start to learn like what steps they might need to be warned about if that makes any sense um you don't have to overthink it but yeah
1: I think that what you said earlier was really good if if you would have had a hard time seeing it chances are I probably won't see it at all (laughs) okay number six is offering to drive you somewhere if you guys are going somewhere together it is another like birds singing moment yeah like it really is it's just like I have this friend at work that we would go to like work events together but it was really sweet because he would be like oh are you going to the thing later and then he was like Do you need a ride? And I was like, Yes, I do. Uh, It was so so nice. It's
0: so nice when they offer without you having to ask. Because when we have to ask, it makes us kind of feel like a burden. Like we don't want to say, Hey, can you take me? It's so nice when people just do it without us asking. And you know, Cassandra and I have talked in the past about how some people in our lives just—you know—we're not trying to say this in a woe is me kind of way, but some people in our lives just don't really think about how hard it is to not be able to drive, like. I don't know I think some people just think oh yeah Casey can't drive that's how it is but they don't really put themselves in that position and so Mm -hmm. when they do and when they do think of you and offer the ride it's so nice and we're always really appreciative we always offer to like pay them gas money and all of that stuff because we know like we don't want them to go out of their way to Mm -hmm. drive us but it's so nice when they do
1: it is really really sweet and and like most things it really makes us feel like a burden when people act put out by it when we end up having to ask we're like hey could you pick me up or uh, could you drop me back off or something and we're like yeah um yeah I guess I could take you like I mean I didn't really want to ask to begin with but Now you really made me feel bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they act like it's a burden, there's nothing
0: in the world that makes me feel smaller. So it's so nice to act like it's an easy thing to do. Like, oh yeah, I'll drive you no big. It's like, that's the nicest thing ever because it means the world to us. So like, you don't understand how such a little thing can mean so much to us.
1: Especially the U.S. is built for people who drive cars um, and there's really small pockets of like super, super urban areas like New York City where you'd be better off without a car. But for the majority of things in the U.S., you pretty much have to be able to drive uh, especially where Casey and I live in, in the South and in the Midwest, like, it's so car-heavy. We're not going to sit around yeah. and cry about it. I mean, there are just sometimes where we're yeah. like, ugh, I wish I could just get in my car and go somewhere. But, you know, it's just – it's hard for people to understand who have never had to live it. But when you offer, you show that you're at least, like – Trying to understand that, like, hey, man, I know that it's hard to not be able to get around super easily.
0: Mhm. All right. The next one is helping us navigate uh, without us really having to ask. Once again, I mean, all of these things are nice if we don't have to ask. I mean, that's just like it. It just shows that you're thinking of us. So a good example of this that I had is like if you're at a big sporting event and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom." It's really nice if a friend just says, "Hey, I'll go with you," and you know. Obviously, we can find these things ourselves, but it's just so nice when I'm with a sighted person and they just kind of take the reins without me having to like put in a lot of effort to navigate because I can. But it's just easier when they just don't mind and they just say, "All right, let's go, Casey. I'll show you the way." You know, I like that personally. Yeah,
1: and you know, I think it depends the person. I I think I'm kind of hyper independent, and so. If you offer and I say no, like don't take it personally. I just probably want to like prove to myself that like yeah I can I can go <laughs> to this place. Um, yeah. Maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know, but um, but it is. I still do appreciate it, especially if like Casey said, it's really crowded, and yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find you easily on my way back. Like that's yeah. really really nice. Yeah, and, like, they don't even have to
0: say, like, oh, I'll show you where the bathroom is. They can just say, oh, I'll go with you. I have to go, too. But you know that they're saying that because they want to take you. So it's just, I love when they do that. I love when th- you sighted people. I see what you're doing, and I love when you do it. So.
1: Sneaky help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sneaky help. I like a sneaky help. It makes me feel it doesn't mess with my independence. It's like I, I needed to go to the bathroom too, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then yeah, and then they don't go and you're like, Wait, oh, okay. My <laughs> number eight is, um, I think that I spend a lot of time explaining and educating to people about my guide dog or cane or whatever it is. And I think it's really sweet when a friend that I'm with will like just start trying to educate people for me because you know I do it all the time but it's really nice when someone decides to step in like I have this friend and she was visiting me and we were walking around and she's like oh everybody's staring at you and so then she's like she's she's from Boston she's really feisty but she <laughs> she'd be like hey this is a guide dog have you ever seen a guide dog before like <laughs> And if people ask questions, she'd be like, no, you can't pet the dog. The dog is working. And it was really Uh, sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, like, we're in constant education mode, and sometimes we're just not in the mood. And obviously, like, when someone is asking us a question, we don't want them to, like, ask our friend for us. Oh, yeah. So we're not talking about that. Like, that's very annoying. But it is nice when you know, you're with someone and like, I've had people be kind of passive aggressive to me when I'm not seeing something right. And it's so nice to have a friend stick up for you and be like, she can't see, like, why are you treating her like that? You know, it's so nice to have those kind of friends by your side. And I really appreciate it when they, when I don't have to always be the one saying I can't see, like my friend will step in and just be like, Hey, she's blind, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, this probably goes with being descriptive, but my mom will do that all the time. Like, she'll she'll notice I missed something and she'll kind of be like hey I think she wants a hug or like hey I think she's like Mm. waving at you I think that I love that that is so like I always really really appreciate it when that happens because like we're obviously not trying to blow you off but we just like have no idea that that's happening
0: (laughs) yes no I, I love that like hey Casey that girl is waving at you or yeah I love that so much um Okay, the next one is people asking us questions instead of just assuming things about our lives. I love it when I'm starting to make a new friend and they ask they ask questions and they are genuinely interested in your life instead of just kind of assuming and not addressing the elephant in the room. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. disabled people don't want you to be awkward and tiptoe around it. We would rather you just ask. And yeah. that makes us feel like you care and you want to, like, help us. You know. Yeah.
1: Like you want to know and you want to get to know us and this is part of us. You know, and the fact that yeah. you want to understand really really just cements the fact that like you are like an interested friend or I don't know, maybe you're just you just want the tea. Who knows? But like <laughs> I think that If you want the tea, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that that is so true. Um I think that uh in every closer friendship that I have or just if I've talked to a person a few times more than once, you know, sometimes people will just be like, okay, so uh, so what can you see? And while I get kind of tired of answering this question just because I've answered it a lot, I think that it's still super, super nice that people still want to know and want to know how best to possibly help me if if I need it. Okay, number 10. And this may be the best one, but it is when... It might be. It might be. <laughs> it really might be. Uh, when we're going to meet you somewhere, say a restaurant, and you come to find us, wow. Ugh. Angels wow. singing.
0: <laughs> angels singing, my heart melting into a puddle of goo on the floor.
1: Because you don't understand how stressful and anxiety producing it is to try and walk around a crowded place trying to find someone especially if you don't know them super well um and you're looking for like a group it's so tough to know Mm. where they are they're like oh we're in the back and then you're trying to text someone like are you here and you don't know and then people are like do you need help and you're like i don't know what i need help with (laughs) oh oh it's the worst.
0: No, like literally, I I will meet big groups of people at restaurants. Obviously, pre-COVID, right? We have we keep having yeah. to preface that. But I'll be like tech, like I don't know if I'm the first one there or if somebody is already there for my group because I can't go in and just look, right? That's we don't have that like ability. So I'm like texting them, like, "Are you here yet?" And nobody is responding. And I go up to the hostess, and the hostess is like, "Is your group here yet?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." And then I'm walking around the restaurant looking like an idiot, and rarely do people actually help me with this. So I. I think this is if we get anything across to sighted of people today it's it's this like either meet us at the front door like stand up and yell my name Casey we're over here or like text me or something don't just expect me to find the table that is not possible my friend no it is not possible
1: no it is and it's so I just frustrating got really heated about that but, no yeah. <laughs> I know it's so sad to me though when it happens and I just feel so embarrassed I kind of just want to like just walk out or sit at a table by myself and end up just doing my own thing because i'm like oh this is more trouble than it's worth (laughs) yeah one (laughs) thousand percent um
0: the next one is people accommodating you so you know a lot of times that'll be maybe just like printing off something in large print for you without you having to ask or one time i was at church in my at my church in new york city and i had one of those pamphlets like the programs they give out and i was struggling to see it and this woman saw me struggling came up and she said hey i'm just letting you know every sunday in the back we have enlarged versions of this and it was the nicest thing ever and it just once again makes you feel seen makes you feel like they care and it was so so nice
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. And again, we're not asking people to move heaven and earth for us or treat us like we're so, so special. But just that extra moment of consideration is really what we're after. And it's like... At, when I would go to work events, um, I was part of this entry-level program, and so the people in, in the program, they knew that I was blind, and so they would sometimes reach out and ask, like, do you need something electronically? Like, what? how can we accommodate you? and And that was so helpful, just because mm. I didn't want to just sit there and, like, fall asleep during this presentation that I couldn't see, and yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just really nice. Okay. Number 12. And this isn't all the time, but on occasion, we really like to know that people are staring at us. Like, Mm -hmm. we know that it happens all the time. Like, that's not new to us. But we don't know when it's happening unless it's just super obvious Um, I feel like 90% of the stares are kind of lost on me, but I just feel like it's my, my older brother again, he, um, he and I were in Disney World and I was having to relieve my guide dog. And then he's like, I just, he's a brother. So he was like, kind of partially bothering me with it. But it was also like helpful (laughs) to know. He's like, I just want you to know that everyone is staring at you right now. Just like everyone. Oh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, we don't know
1: when people are watching us. Sometimes I forget that other people can see me, and that sounds kind of silly, but, like, I feel sometimes like I'm in my own world, and that people are actually watching me is, I forget truly
0: it's like when you play hide and go seek with a two-year-old and they think they're hiding when you can see them you know because they don't know when they know, close like, what their what eyes
1: see. and they think that yeah, they're, yeah. Hiding, they're hiding that's exactly what it is because that's what it is <laughs> i can't see that people are seeing me but i know that they are you know yeah it's hard yes
0: yeah, my mom will tell me when we're in the New York airport that nobody is staring at me. But when we're in the Tennessee airport, everyone is staring at me just because, like, in New York, nobody, you know, notices you. But it is good for me to know, like, oh, everyone is staring at me right now. That's not good, but, like, thank you for letting me know. And that's when I have my cane with me, to clarify. People aren't just staring at me if I don't have my cane, obviously. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Okay. Um, oh, it's your turn. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> the next one is um allowing us to... Use sighted guide or just grabbing onto you. If it's a very crowded area, if it's dark outside, if uh, and sighted guide for those of you who don't know is someone offering their forearm and you just putting your hand on it and them guiding you. And it's and you don't even have to exactly do it that way. If it's a close friend, you can just lock arms or hold hands or do whatever you need to do. But it's really nice, especially I do this a lot with my mom. I'll just like grab onto mm-hmm. her arm if I. You know, and so that's nice. And another thing that goes along with that is, like, if you're in a really crowded place, don't just leave us somewhere and walk away and forget about us, especially if it's some kind of emergency situation. If there's, like, a fire or something is happening and it's really crowded and you need to get out, please remember that we are back there and that we need to grab onto somebody. We can't just, like, run willy-nilly, you know? Like, we need
1: help. Right, especially if it's just, like, a big like commotion and we don't exactly know what's going on like that's one time where it would be acceptable to like probably run and grab us but the other thing is like let us come to you and don't just grab us because first of all COVID ew but second of all no one wants to be manhandled like that especially by a stranger if someone just came up to me and grabbed me I would be very uncomfortable and very upset because like no one does that
0: yes yes can i tell a quick story that i think you'll appreciate um and it reminds me of it reminds me of what you said about like if there's a big commotion and you don't know what's going on so um at my job pre-covid i was acting at this theater and we toured this show around to different schools and we were doing a performance of the show and unbeknownst to me because i'm blind Mm -hmm. a gigantic lizard thing ran out onto the stage with us <gasps> and every yeah everyone was screaming including all the kids in the audience watching us and my castmates were screaming because it was big I don't even know what you would call it like a Komodo dragon it was like it was big but the point is they, they couldn't really tell me what was going on since we were supposed to be like acting and anyway but it, it was really unsettling for everyone around me to be screaming and to me not know what was going yeah. on. So just for future reference, like and, – and it's really funny now looking back. It was actually one of the funniest moments we ever had and we still joke about <sighs> it. But just in general, if you are with a blind friend and there is a commotion suddenly happening like that out of nowhere – immediately let your blind friend know what you know, you know? Even if you're, like, in the car riding together, I'll have the driver of the car sometimes, like, like gasp or something, and it makes me feel like we're about to get in a wreck because I can't yeah. see what's happening. <laughs> and it's so nice if they gasp to be like, oh, this just happened. But they sometimes, a lot of times they won't tell you because they're, like, freaking out in the moment, you know? But it's nice to think you're a blind friend. Let them know what's going on.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh, that makes me think of, of another story. Uh, I was in... I was in Europe with my parents and we were watching this show. We were watching this like yodeling show. It was a blast. Um, We were in Austria. (laughs) But um, we were pretty far from the stage, but like the show was ending and I thought that like everyone is excited because the show was ending, but it stopped at an awkward point and I was like, wait, what happened? And everyone started freaking out and I was like, what is happening? Someone passed out. Like, someone, I think, had oh. a heart attack in, like, the front row. Oh, no. And it was so crazy. Like, they had to get, um, like, an ambulance. Like, it was it was a lot of things. But I was, like, for a few minutes, I was, like, what is happening? Or for a few moments uh-huh. really, But what is happening? What is going on? Someone tell me. My parents are with me. So they were, like, someone just passed out. But you yeah,
0: know. these are the things we miss. And it's actually really frustrating when you keep asking the sighted person, what's going on? What's happening? And they just ignore you. Have you had that? And it's yes. like, I know that, I know that they're right trying to make too, sense like, of it, I'm too. I'm freaking out
1: because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm lost. Like, should I be taking any precautions? I have no idea. Yeah. Should I be running away? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> please tell us. Please tell us when things like that happen.
1: Okay. Number 14 is... I really the bottom line sort of of all of these things is, please, like, if you don't know what we need, ask for what we need, but also respect our independence and autonomy. Let us be the ones to tell you and take no for an answer and all those good things. But really, like, if you want to be, if you have a blind friend and you want to, like, really be a good friend to them, ask them, hey, I I had one person ask me, and, like, she and I weren't ever close, but she asked me once, like, what are the things that people do for you that make me, that make you feel the most loved in terms of, like, your vision? And I thought it was a really thoughtful question, and some of the things I told her were things that we've already said, like, offering to give you a ride or, you know, those kinds of things that, like, you know, self-IDing yourself when you say, hey, it's so-and-so, Like, those things just make us feel seen.
0: Yes, 100%. I agree with all of that. I feel like I don't even have much to add to that because I just agree exactly with what you're saying. Um, And I feel like number 15 is, is more broad spectrum chronic illness where, you know, we both have a chronic illness. We've talked about it in other episodes. So... If you ask us, first of all, we want to be invited, even if you Mm -hmm. think we're not going to come, whether it's due to the pandemic and we have to be more safe or whether it's just us getting more tired easily or whatever the reason, we still want to be included and and you know remembered but if you ask us to something and we say no to also understand that we might not have the stamina that you have and to Mm -hmm. be understanding of that and not once again not act annoyed like oh Casey said no again like I have to say no a lot for whatever reason and just being understanding of that but still asking us to hang out
1: yeah it really bums us out when even especially now people will like be getting together without us and while we wouldn't be able to come because we really, really aren't going, basically anywhere. Um, just the fact that you think of us and you, you know, it also makes us feel like you miss that we wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Because when when you don't include us like that, it just makes us feel like, oh, okay, so they didn't even they didn't even miss me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah or even if you're not gonna ask us just to say like oh i wish you could come tonight or i'll miss you tonight like that would that's nice so Mm -hmm. yeah just understanding that we can't necessarily do everything okay all right (laughs) so we have a game again a game and this actually game was um requested by cassandra's dad so thank you shout out to my dad request
1: (laughs) So, so this uh,
0: game We each have three. <laughs> oh, go ahead No just...
1: <laughs> you were You were doing a good job go ahead
0: Oh no like I Literally I, we talk over each other Only simply because like she's in Ohio And I'm in Tennessee so it pauses And then we both start talking at the same time Like <laughs> when our FaceTime pauses But yeah we have we each have Three icebreaker questions that we're just gonna ask And I guess we can each answer All three of them But we don't know each other's questions
1: Right, and, you know, most of our games are just, like, rapid fire stories But these are just, like, fun hypothetical little, uh, like, icebreaker food for thought type of thing So we just thought it would be fun since this whole episode was a list Which I feel like would have been a game in another episode So here we are (laughs) Here we are, I'm excited, okay my first one
0: is not that deep, but it's, what's your current cell phone wallpaper? It might tell us a little bit about
1: you. Okay, I'll have to put it in, we'll have to put ours in the show notes, but my, oh. my phone wallpaper is a photo of me with my dog. Oh, beautiful. She and I, uh, I took this photo for our, like in honor of our four years being together, but we are outside in front of this little fountain and I'm blowing bubbles for her. And like, she is like sniffing the bubble wand. It's really cute. And so I have red hair in the picture, which I don't have now, but you know, it was, it was really fun. And I just, I love that picture. What about yours? Mine
0: is also my dog. And it's just his face just over and over and over and over again. I did this thing. It's this app where you can edit it to make it just like your dog's face. So, yeah. It's so cute. But I love that our backgrounds, our backgrounds are both our dog. So that's very telling and also very on brand.
1: I could also see your like your phone background on like a travel mug or like a whole lot of different cute stuff (laughs) like I feel like so many people would buy that hint hint is there merch I don't know let us know if you'd buy merch of rare with (laughs) flair
0: yeah let us know hint wink
1: I was actually thinking also on this on this note of dogs um you'll see in our show notes but Our short names are Case and Cass, and then um, her dog is Rupert, and my dog is Romana, so we've got Rue and (sighs) Roe. Girl, I just
0: told my mom this, like, yesterday! I'm screaming, I'm screaming. I just said to my mom, oh my gosh, our dogs are Rue and Roe." I literally just said that. I love that. Case and Cass
1: and Rue and Roe. It's like we were all meant to be together. (laughs) Oh my gosh! beautiful beautiful. (laughs) okay okay so my question is if you could eat any food for ever what would you eat
0: (laughs) i think my go-to answer for like my favorite food is pasta not necessarily spaghetti i'm kind of i guess more of a maybe more of a fettuccine white sauce kind of girl but i love i love italian so yeah pasta i mean chocolate is my favorite thing but that's not really a food
1: so Eh, it's a food. I know. You. I I always think of this from like a really pragmatic standpoint. I'm like, okay, so I have to pick one food, and it has to be somewhat uh, nutritious, even though one food is no not nutritious, whatever. And so, True. like, I always really rationalize it. So I'm, I'm always gonna say eggs because I love eating eggs. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like you can cook them in a lot of different ways. You can, you know, like
0: potatoes in that way. I love, yeah, eggs. I'm down. I love eggs. All right, mine is my next one is what is your favorite place? This can be a place to travel. This can be a place in your house, in your town. It could be anywhere. Just your favorite place to be. Period. If you could be anywhere.
1: Oh, that is so hard. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess. Okay, maybe I have a few answers. I. Uh, my favorite place that I lived was... Um, I spent a summer living in Seattle. And it was just, like... It was amazing. I loved the weather. I loved the the people there. They call it the Seattle chill. But, like, I think that there's something nice in that... People in the Midwest are very nosy, I think. I love the Midwest, though. But um, yeah. I think that there was some beauty in that because like, walking around with my guide dog, I wasn't going to get, like, stopped all the time and asked a bunch of questions. Like, I think that was really nice. And I, like, Mm. the transportation was Mm -hmm. everything. Like, being able to get on a bus, amazing. Mm. It was super expensive, though. And I really enjoy living in Columbus. But um, I think that's my favorite place I've lived. And I think my favorite place in my house is my bed because it's warm and it's soft. And of yeah, I like my Ooh. bed. <laughs> yes. I would say my favorite place in the
0: whole world, which I know you love this place too, is Disney World. Like, oh. I, if I could be there every day, I would be there every day. No place in the whole world makes me happier. Like, it's just, it, It's, like, the most joyous I've ever been in my life is when I'm there. And I know for some people, it's, like, the opposite. Like, they would rather die than go to Disney. (laughs) It's, like, torturous for them. But, like, if you're like me and you feel the feels and the magic, then you know what I'm talking about. So
1: Yeah. I have another close friend who isn't as into Disney. But I, like, Casey and I both are. So I understand both sides. But, like, man, I love going to Disney. Yeah. Okay. I guess this is also food-related. I'm not hungry, but, you know, food. Um, So if you could be... uh, Like, if you were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would you be? Hmm.
0: I think I've, like, thought of this before and had a good answer, but now that I'm on the spot, I (laughs) am having a... Okay, maybe something... I'm kind of, like, girly and feminine and stuff, so maybe something like peaches and cream. I <laughs> like, love it. Oh, that's some, so Southern, I too. Really, <laughs> I know, it's Southern, too. I don't really want to eat peaches and cream, but I feel like if, like, my personality had to be described, I'm kind of, like, classic and, like, sweet, yeah. and I feel like that would work for me. <laughs> what about you?
1: I've actually, I've had to answer this question before, so I guess I, I already, like, had an answer, but um, I think that... In terms of my personality, I'd say, like, cinnamon, because it's, like, Ooh. it's sweet. It's kind of different, um, but it's also, like, warm and spicy. Um, mm. You can pair it with a lot of different things. You can make it sweet with, like, chocolate. You can even pair it with things like ginger and turmeric, and I think yeah. that... Yeah, cinnamon is really tasty. Mm. I know some people don't yeah, like you're it. Yeah, you spicy.
0: <laughs> oh, I love cinnamon. Cinnamon's one of my favorite things. I know someone so no who doesn't friends.
1: like cinnamon and it I you know it makes it's a me crime. sad. <laughs> it's a crime.
0: All right, my last one which I really like this one. What is your best and worst personality characteristic?
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um, we'll do worst so we can end on a high note. Um Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel it, okay. people call this their like toxic trait. I feel like my my toxic trait is I also feel like it's very tied to my like enneagram number for those who don't know. So is mine. So is Yes. Mine. <laughs> okay. For those who don't know, I'm I'm a type 8 in the enneagram which is the challenger, like very like kind of dominant, uh, decisive, strong personality. Um, so I think mine is that, like, <sighs> I don't want to say controlling because that has, a ne- like, an extremely negative connotation, but I think it's more that, like, if I get closer to people, I find ways that I think that I can help them and, like, I kind of forcibly really want them to do it because I think it's a really good idea. Um, Mm -hmm. but then like, you know, people don't like that and I understand why, (laughs) but I think that that's like the, one of the worst things I do or that you know, in general, I'm just like, if I'm in a mood, I'm kind of snippy. Um, but you know, I think that those are the worst things about my personality, but I think the best thing about my personality is that uh, I guess I did sort of two things. So I guess, you know, I even though I don't have a lot of stamina, I'm usually, like, a very open person. I, I love to try new things. I love to explore. Um, so I'm, like, usually almost always, like, down for an adventure. And also, like, I, like, I will stand by you for, like, a long time. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that I will also, like, really really work hard at our friendship and so I think that those are those are some good things about me what about you
0: yes yes I think my worst and my best is the same thing actually (laughs) (laughs) I I think I am very very emotional and sensitive and I think that is my best and my worst quality and when I say sensitive I don't I don't mean like I get my feelings hurt easily I just mean like I I I feel the feels very Mm -hmm. strongly in my life. So when I feel good feels, like, I am one of the most excitable, happy people. I get very excited very easily and very emotional about happy things very easily. But I also can get like really sad and really deep and in my thoughts and I can get just overly emotional about things Mm -hmm. you know and just really and I'm an empath so I just really really pick up on other people's emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. and so I think like it's it's really like my one of my worst traits and one of my best is just I'm constantly feeling emotions super strongly so I think that's me
1: yeah yeah I feel like you're your question was so good, but i my my question is like probably more not as deep as that one was um okay if you, uh, I feel like I know the answer, but like if you could be anyone in a TV show, who would you be? Oh goodness, oh,
0: oh, Cassandra, you're throwing me for a loop with these. Um, you know what? Okay, so I'm actually, I'm just going to go with what I'm currently watching right now. So I'm currently re-watching, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but I'm currently re-watching Once
1: Upon a Time. Yes, I have. And I stopped to like season four and then I got bored, but it was really I, good at the beginning.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah, I, I actually stopped and around season five too, so I want to like, that's why I'm rewatching it. But anyway, I really love Snow White and I like feel that I we're like kindred spirits and I love her apartment and all her clothes and like so I think she'd be fun to be I love Buffy but I I don't really feel like I like necessarily am a Buffy plus her life like really sucks so I don't (laughs) really want to be like I don't really want to be Buffy so like I'll go with Snow um because she's just fun and yeah
1: yeah I oh my god it makes me think um the, the lead in that show or like the main character emma swan her collection of leather jackets is truly inspiring why to me. are
0: <laughs> your outfits are emma and mine are mary margaret which is the snow white character one thousand percent like i, I love oh, emma i'll tell you a story later about how i found mary margaret's coat on poshmark and i now own it so like that's exciting
1: what me, like the real day. one or like a no, 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 no! Just the same. Oh, the same
0: one. But I love. That's how much I love her clothes. I love her clothes. It's
1: so cute it's, and oh vintage inspired. I know. Um, I yes. like. I like thought of this, but I didn't like think of the answer. Um, okay. But I think. I think. I mean, you you said Toph earlier. I feel like that is like the character I've seen on TV that is most like me yeah i think yeah. that in the follow-up series legend of cora like she's extremely grumpy <laughs> but yeah i I, I think i'd like to be like young Toph. i've like yeah she and i have a lot in common um you know she makes lots of blind jokes um you know she has like some Some sad backstory with her parents, and I love my parents a lot, but um, yeah, I would love yeah. to be able to like bend the earth and throw rocks and stuff. Oh, that would be how fun. amazing
0: <laughs> to be a pro earth bender yeah, you are tough in so many ways, like in all the best ways, so I love that answer. I think you 're such a tough, so yeah, I guess that 's it that 's our
1: episode. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening as always, if you guys. Uh, the show notes are available at rarewithflare.com slash podcasts, and we will answer your Insta DMs and emails at hello at rarewithflare.com. All the normal things we say. Uh, but, yeah, go vote if you haven't today.
0: Yeah. Yes, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.